Limerick Today now on 46 1995. Aside from COVID-19, uh, other medical matters still continue and exist. And uh, it's a concern um, of uh, doctors um, uh, that they're not necessarily hearing about these other medical conditions as quickly as they should. People are reluctant to go to hospitals at the moment. You know, COVID-19 is dominating everything, including the news. But parents are especially being urged to recognise the warning signs of early onset diabetes in children and not to delay during the pandemic uh, from seeking diagnosis and treatment for the condition. And we're uh, joined uh, now by consultant paediatric endocrinologist Dr Orla Nealon and Grace Dowling, uh, once of Live95. In this context, though, she's chatting to us as the parent of a child with diabetes, and you're both very welcome. Good morning to you. Um, Orla, this is obviously a concern uh, for you, and uh, it's not just in your specialty, I know, but uh, in, in this specialty, specific area of uh, childhood diabetes. Thanks, Joe. Yes, we are concerned because of reports really that have come out of other countries that have gone ahead of us in this COVID surge, primarily China and Italy. We're all, as doctors, members of international organisations. So my organisation is ISPAD, um, where we all talk to each other and colleagues from Italy and China are feeding back to us cautious optimism in terms of young people with diabetes not seeming to be susceptible to more severe COVID-19 disease but unfortunately maybe because of that the natural reluctance to come to hospital um, delayed presentations of new onset diabetes um, and this can result in severe sometimes even life-threatening complications such as diabetic ketoacidosis or DKA so for that reason, um, we are just putting out an appeal just to parents to recognise that non-COVID illness will still occur, and not just for diabetes, but with any red flag symptoms, such as a child who's breathing very heavily or has a high unrelenting fever, is behaving strangely, etc., um, that the paediatric emergency department is still here, um, open and you know happy to see your children early in the onset of serious illness to prevent deterioration. Mm. Grace, tell us a little bit about your family's experience uh, with childhood diabetes. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, morning, Dr. Nealon. Um, Yeah, Joe, uh, just over a little over 12 months ago now, um, coming to the end of 2018, Connor, who's our oldest son, um, was 13 years old. Um, Thankfully, a very healthy, happy, energetic 13-year-old. And I suppose hindsight is a wonderful thing. And when I look back now and think of the symptoms, they all stack up because I now have knowledge of diabetes. But at the time, there was loads of um, things I could have attributed to us. So it really didn't um, strike a chord with us. Um, So I suppose the first one we noticed was that Connor has always been very active. He's involved in every team that is possible that he could do with nine days in the week. You know, he's that kind of a child. And he started um, getting tired and complaining of being tired. So I suppose we put that down to, oh, he's doing too much and he's involved in too much. And then um, the the next one that came for us, I suppose, which was the big one, was um, the weight loss. Um, Connor didn't have any extra weight to lose, but he ended up losing about a stone and a half, which was an awful lot for him. And again, we kind of thought, okay, is he doing too much? You know, does he need to be eating bigger dinners? Does he need more fuel? Does, you know, all those kind of things. And then um, this all happened very quickly in, and they told us when we went to the hospital that Connor was a very um, early onset diagnosis. And, and that was just luck, I think, for us in that we were at home over the Christmas holidays and myself and my husband, Mark, 
noticed that Connor was drinking an awful lot and he was complaining of having a dry mouth. So I suppose at that stage I googled the symptoms. We have no history um, in either side of the family, so I still didn't think too much of it. But I remember one particular night going down to the room, um, as mammies all do, cleaning up after teenagers, and I brought up five pint glasses. And I remember saying to Mark when I came up, this, this isn't right, there's something not right. And the same thing happened the following night. So he was drinking copious amounts and getting up during the night to go to the toilet, which was unusual as well for him. Right. So um, I suppose that, that set off the alarm bells for us and Mark took Connor, it was the first week actually after Christmas, Mark took Connor um, to the GP surgery. We didn't per se have an appointment, so rather than waiting, we went for three hours to the nurse and she straight away, once she took his blood sugars, the GP saw him and we were sent straight in um, to the regional, to the UHL then. And what happened then, Grace? Um, so we, I suppose I was very naive about it all. We, I remember going to A&E and a typical teenager, Connor was starving, of course, he was saying to me he was starving, so he was looking to eat something. So the three hours nurse um, checked him again and, and checked his blood sugars. And I said to her, oh, is there a test you need to run? Because the GP had indicated that, you know, it was he felt it was diabetes and that we needed to go straight away and get looked after. So when we went into a and I remember saying to the girl, you know, um, is there a test you need to run now or how will we know? Have we to wait long now to find out if Connor's diabetic? And she was like, no, this is it, like, Connor, you know, this is all the signs of diabetes, this is diabetes. Um. So we were very lucky then. Um, we met Dr. Neil and actually it was night time that we were taken in and we met Dr. Neil first thing the following morning and our team were just fantastic along with the diabetic nurse specialist and we spent um, almost a week in UHL um, learning how to control, learning all about diabetes really. Um, I had so many misconceptions myself and I have learned so much in the 12-month period. Give me an example um, of some of the misconceptions. Well, I suppose I would have thought Connor wasn't overweight first of all. Um, he didn't eat a lot of sweets, second of all. So I now all know all these are misconceptions because it's an autoimmune condition. So it has nothing to do with whatever Connor ate down along the line. You know, yeah. um, so things like that. And and other people have asked me, like genuine friends of mine have asked me since, did he eat a lot of sweets? You know, so there is this misconception out there. And I suppose it's the confusion between type 1 and type 2 and all these things as well that don't. Um, and Dr. Orla, I mean, you know, is Connor's case typical enough? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the challenges, I suppose, with start diabetes is that the symptoms are quite subtle, actually, um, and you have to, be, you know, you have to have a high index suspicion to pick it up. Um, you know, it's no fault of anybody to not pick up um, sort of increased thirst and urination, uh, particularly in teenagers, actually. So um, they, you know, Connor and, and Grace picked it up really quickly. Um, what we'd often hear is sort of it's the summer and we thought the child was just thirsty because it's a little hot or it's uh, the child started preschool or school so we thought the drinking was just a comfort thing. Um, so it's usual actually when things are all functioning completely normally for the diagnosis to be sort of overlooked for a week or two. Um, and in that instance, I suppose kids can get a little bit sick as the blood sugar rises in the bloodstream um, it can make the blood turn a little acid and that's why we'd like to get kids in a little earlier before that develops so that we can get in and start instituting insulin replacement therapy um, to put the child back on a healthy track again and to reverse the illness. So um, like Grace outlined there very nicely, it is a condition that is full of misconceptions and you can't really blame anybody uh, for that. 
because most people's experience of diabetes is maybe a granny or granddad or somebody who's got type 2 diabetes. So 80% of all diabetes is type 2 diabetes, which maybe is a little more related to sedentary lifestyle. Um, type 1 diabetes is a completely different condition caused by the person's immune system becoming confused, as it were, and attacking the person's own body, um, destroying the insulin-producing cells in the pancreas so that they don't have this essential hormone to function anymore. And what insulin does is allows us to utilise the glucose and that can be, you know, breakdown of carbohydrate, everything we eat, potatoes, rice, bread, as well as sugar-containing products. It allows our body to utilise those for energy because it's the key that unlocks the door to all our cells in our body to let glucose in out of the bloodstream. So if you're not making insulin anymore, glucose gets trapped in the bloodstream and blood sugar levels rise very quickly. The only way to get rid of that glucose then is for the young person to wee it out and then that you know, makes them very thirsty. So they are the early warning signs to be aware of. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Orla Nealon and to Grace Dowling. Uh, and Grace, in Connor's case, then he's getting regular treatment now. Yeah, he is. And actually, we had a first last week, Joe, for us. Um, we had a teleconference with Dr. Nealon and her team, which was amazing. So even though while all this is going on, we still know that we have the backup and we have the care that we need or if we have any questions. So, you know, it, it's amazing really what these people can do and the help that is offered to us. Um, you never feel like you're on your own. They're always at the end of the phone for you. And how is Connor adjusting himself? He's absolutely fantastic. I'm nearly afraid to say it. He's so good. Um, thankfully, Connor is a very positive child. And the first um, weekend we were in UHL, actually, and once the initial shock, I suppose, had settled a little bit, um, the doctors came around and just routinely said to Connor, have you any questions for us? And Connor has played rugby for Brough Rugby Club since he was five years of age. It's all he'd ever wanted to do, really. And he said to the doctor, she meant medically have any questions. And of course, Connor said, well, I'll still be able to play rugby. <laughs> I know. <yeah>. So <laughs> the doctor assured him that, um, you know, nothing would change for me. He'd still be able to do everything he, he ever did. And Connor turned to me in that instance in the bed and he said, ma'am, that's it now, he said, I'm in charge, not diabetes. And that has been his mantra for the last 12 months and it's really, really helping him and Grace, do everything, you know. Is it a daily injection of insulin? He's on five injections, Joe, Five a day? Yeah, he's on five would, injections. Would that be typical, Dr Orla? Yeah, so unfortunately, that sort of burden of care is what is necessary to try and prevent the complications of diabetes, try and maintain blood sugar control as tight and as close to normal as possible. Um, Connor's exemplary, you know, he's an absolute, uh, he's a fabulous young guy who really hasn't let, hasn't been sidetracked by this at all. Um, but it's really important, I think, for everybody to be aware of the burden of care that these young children and adolescents are doing every hour of every day. You know, there's no day off from this. Um, we try and match insulin therapy to anticipated food, exercise, of which Connor does quite a lot. Um, and that usually takes the form of four to five injections per day um, or else some people choose to use an insulin pump which delivers insulin sort of continuously into the, the fatty tissue under the skin and then they bolus for their meals through the pump or if the blood sugar is high. So the technologies are evolving all the time to help with this as well. Yeah. Not only in a virtual clinic sense, but in ability to monitor blood sugar levels. It's also worth pointing out, Connor is a teenager, but when you talk about early onset diabetes in children, how young can it be? So anytime from 
you know, nine months on, actually. And worldwide, we're seeing an increase in diabetes incidence um, and in toddler diabetes, unfortunately. So children of two and three. Um, Ireland as a country has is among one of the highest incidence countries in the world. It's in the top 25%. And that we think that's because genetically we are a bit vulnerable to autoimmunity, to our immune system becoming confused. We think it gets confused between a virus that we come into contact with in early childhood and then when it clears the virus, gets people better. It keeps patrolling the person's body to try and look for the virus again. And unfortunately, we think people have flags or molecules on their insulin-producing cells that look quite like the virus, which induces the immune system to destroy them. Okay. So the important thing to say is that thankfully there is a treatment for this, but it is very important to interact with people like yourself, Dr. Orla, with the GP. Um, watch out for the signs, um, as uh, Grace did um, in her own family's context, um, and, and then it can make a difference. It's a bit like the vaccine that we all hope for with uh, COVID-19. You know, I know there isn't a cure for uh, this particular type of diabetes, but there is very effective treatment for it. And it's very important that uh, people don't neglect that. And it's understandable that they might, you know, in the context of everything that's happening at the moment, um, we're all hearing about COVID-19 above and beyond everything else. But there are uh, other medical issues uh, as well that need to be addressed, including in uh, children. Um, Grace, how are you getting on in the lockdown? We're, we're doing very well, Joe, actually. Um, we're very thankful. We're all at home, uh, working from home and things like that. We're very lucky, I think, that we're out the country. The boys have room to still be out and do their play. And to be honest, it's, it's all been fine for us. It's going to be worth it, Joe. We have to stay at home. We have to think of others. You know, it's too serious for everybody. Yeah. And for you, Dr. Orla, how has it changed your approach to life? Well, we're coming to work as usual and... and trying to do our best. It's difficult without being able to see patients face-to-face. But again, luckily, we've a great IT department here. They've been very helpful in trying to get us to set up video conferencing and teleconferencing. We're still able to maintain contact with our patients. And those that don't have internet, we're doing it by phone. So I suppose we're making the best of a, a, the situation that we're in. Um, and we'd still encourage people to be as proactive as you can about your health. Yeah, More importantly than ever before, um, it's really important just to try and stay on top of everything and stay as healthy as you can yeah. as well. Exercise when you can um, and keep your medicines up in date. Right. And Joe, can I just add as well as a parent that, you know, while, you know, as I said, when you have your suspicions and you notice all these things and you are afraid, it's very much the unknown and it's the fear and all those things. But like in the 12 months for Connor, it hasn't stopped him doing anything. It hasn't, you know, yes, we've had to learn to live with this but as I said the help is there through Dr Neelan and her team but in the last 12 months Connor has captained his under 15 rugby team and also just after Christmas he made both the Limerick under 15 hurling and football panels so it doesn't have to hold children back Brilliant Great message on which to end very positive one uh, Thank you Grace Dowling Great to chat to you Grace Thank you for Thanks, coming on Joe. this morning Appreciate your time and thank you uh, as always uh, to consultant paediatri- paediatric endocrinologist Dr Orla Neelan as well Call Limerick today now on 461995.